Welcome to week four of Once Upon a Tech Morning Meeting. I'm Miss Bit. Hey, Miss Fitz. Can you believe it's week four? No. <laughs> I, that is really, who in some ways it's like, well, yeah, I've been working from home and recording a podcast at three o'clock every afternoon forever. And then other ways it's like, wasn't I at my desk in the library yesterday? I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that time definitely is going at different rates. Like sometimes yeah. it seems really fast and then sometimes it seems to be very slowed down and I can't quite predict how I'm feeling about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's very elastic. Yes. I wonder if everybody else is experiencing that or if it's just teachers attempting to work from home, whether we are wrecking the time-space continuum for everyone. <laughs> Do you have any good news today? It's not today's good news, but it's good news for me. Still anyway. counts. I got interviewed on the CSK8 podcast, and this is actually a podcast that inspired our podcasting. It's all about CS education in the K-8 space. Jared O'Leary talks to educators, talks to researchers, talks to lots of different people who just are passionate about computer science education. So, of course, I had no time. I had no problem filling up a good amount of time talking about (laughs) my passion. So anyway, that was really nice to be recognized and to be able to share in that way. Yeah, the thing about Miss Bit is that she's very humble and easy to talk to and get along with to the point where you can forget that she's one of the leading, when it comes to K-8 education and women in tech, she's one of like the leaders in the universe. But no. you forget that <laughs> because she's just like, hi, how are you? I'm so easy to talk to. So when I see things like she was interviewed on the CSK podcast, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. It's because she's amazing. That makes sense. <laughs> Go listen to her talk about computer science education. You will not be disappointed. Thank you. Thank you. How about yourself? On Friday, we, so my husband's office has been closed for weeks now, and I had been avoiding setting up a workspace from home. I was like, I don't need it. It's fine. I think it was maybe an accepting that I'm not going back to work anytime soon kind of thing. And so finally I accepted it and we went and borrowed a desk and a chair from their closed offices and Having a set workspace has just changed my life. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Having a desk and being able to like clock in and walk out. It's, this is my first full day doing that. And I, the difference is unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I love having a space that I can be in and be productive, but then I can also leave. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's not the sofa. It's not some other place where I hang out and do other things. It's, this is just a place I work, but I'm not, I can get away from it as well. Well, what's funny is that this desk is in the middle of my dining room. My like, I have a very small house. There really wasn't any room for it. So I am rarely leaving the room, but just like pushing the desk chair in and walking away. I'm like, I'm off the clock. Like, I don't know what it is, but it works. So if you're like me and you've been avoiding it and you don't think it will make a difference, I'm living proof. Get All a right. desk. All yeah. right. Oh, we uh, forgot our um, riddle. Oh, yeah. Go back and do that? Yes. All right. So what kind of band never plays music? My guess was a rubber band. And that was Cullen's guess too. And you are both right. Yay. Rubber band. What did you think of that one? It was pretty good. Yeah. I like it. It made me think of that song though. Rubber band man. Me too. (laughs) Oh, that is music. Yes. (laughs) All right. So I didn't see any jokes on our planning sheet. So I went and found some. So we're going to see what, what it, what it, you know, reverse tables here. (laughs) So you can't groan today because you came up with, do you still want me to deliver them or do you want to go for it? Oh no, I think I should deliver them. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or at least this first time we'll see how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) You can give us your feedback listeners. (laughs) All right. 
here it goes. What did the big flower say to the little flower? I don't know. What did the big flower say to the little flower? Hi, bud. <laughs> oh, now I see what it feels like. Yep, yep. I hope Mrs. Wilson, our um, plant specialist, outdoor science educator, real life Miss Frizzle, is listening and hears that because I think she would really love that joke. Yeah, yeah. We've got some resources to share today. We do. So, first one I want to share is from Boot Up Scratch Challenges, and actually. Boot Up is where Jared O'Leary works, who the person who interviewed me was, and they just offer some great resources. These are just a bunch of different scratch challenges, scratch projects that you can remix, look at, remix, and try different things out with. So one of the ways that I learn how to code is by looking at other people's code, which is kind of awesome that you can do that. You know, it's not considered cheating. It's a way of learning. And so it's, it's one of the ways that I learned to code. And so I love sharing this in case other people like doing that as well. And that's one of the things I love about Scratch is that I think sometimes we talk about creating versus consuming. And so it can feel like you have to start from from scratch. (laughs) Um, You have to start from the very beginning to be creating, but no, taking what someone else has made and remixing it is absolutely a way to create. And Scratch really legitimizes that by giving it a whole new name, calling it remixing and logging in and seeing other people's projects. So looking at a blank page can be very intimidating, especially if you're just starting out, but looking at code and tweaking it and learning how code works that way, it's totally new experience. Yeah. So that's mine. How about yourself? I'm going to share two today, so I'm going to make them quick. I have been kind of slacking on sharing the cool stuff that authors are doing, so I have two to share with you. Jacqueline Woodson is reading her book, Brown Girl Dreaming, live on Facebook every day this week. Common Sense Media says that this book is for ages 9 or 10, around there. I've seen second graders and up read it and love it. There's nothing like hearing a book read by the author. Brown Girl Dreaming was supposed to be the Jefferson Madison Regional Library big read, and Jacqueline Woodson was going to come to Charlottesville to talk about it for the festival of the book. Obviously, that didn't happen, so I love that readers will still have the opportunity to interact with this awesome text. It's a, it's a biography kind of memoir in verse. So hearing her read it, that's how I experienced it. I listened to an audiobook, and she is just fantastic. So the link is on the resource page if you want to kind of log in for those Facebook events and hear her reading. And for my young adult listeners, Elizabeth Acevedo will be reading from her novel, The Poet X, tomorrow, well, I guess when you're listening today, Tuesday, April 7th at 2 p.m. And that will be on her Instagram. She'll be also be doing a Q&A at the end. Elizabeth Acevedo is a crazy talented author. She was just recently won the Carnegie Medal and she's just fabulous. I listened to this book on audiobook as well. Her reading it, she's so talented. It's written in, it's a novel in verse and she recites it like really passionate slam poetry. It's beautiful. So she'll be reading and answering questions. So you have one opportunity on Facebook, one opportunity on Instagram to interact with these really high quality books from the authors. So cool. That is amazing. Very cool. All right. So the challenge today is one that I found from Austin Cleon in he is an artist and, I don't know, influencer. I first heard of him when I went to the Scratch Conference at MIT. And he, uh, the reason this came up is he recently published a blog post called Boredom is a Pit Stop. And basically how we can use this time to really have our creative, creativity flourish. 
because kind of once you have to push through that boredom, you have to rely on yourself and your imagination and, you know, lots of cool different things. So the blog post is probably more parent-teacher oriented, mm -hmm. but the challenge is called Waste Paper Basket Collage Challenge. So basically, you know, go through your trash, not the, not the yucky kind in the kitchen, but maybe <laughs> mom and dad's office trash. <laughs> or maybe the echo kind, I don't know, and get some things out of there and come up with a collage. I've linked his, which he was inspired by candy wrappers and kind of cut words out and made a thing. But I think it's pretty cool. That sounds cool. I had never seen this before you posted it, but I think that's, I love the idea of boredom is a pit stop. That's so neat. When your brain is telling you you're bored, it just means that it has all this space to explore that it's never had before. And just in case last week I shared that I am doing a chapter book read aloud that started with my students, but I've been sharing it for a wider audience. So if you've been following along with the last of the really great Wang Doodles and you want to keep going on the Wang Doodle journey, last week I posted chapters one through three. So chapters four, five, and six are up. They're on the same blog post and we'll relink that in the resources just in case you want to find out what happens next. Did you want to mention that we're still looking for submissions for our closing? We're extending our competition for our sign-off line. So I always think when I think of a sign-off line, I think of the one from Anchorman. <laughs> I don't know if you, he says, you stay classy, San Diego. And that's <laughs> the way he closes. So in case you're not familiar with what a sign-off line is, when we finish our podcast, we just say, okay, bye. See you later. We'll be so, talking in just a bit. Okay. And so a sign-off line gives us something to say as we close the podcast. It's almost like a, I don't know, you hear it and you know it's us and it's, it's our sign-off. It's a way for us to end the podcast every day. So if you're not familiar with that phrase, that's what we're looking for. And submissions are still open if you want to come up with our sign-off. And remember, the winner of the challenge gets to come on the show as a special guest and deliver the sign-off line live for the first time ever. So we'll just wrap up here then without our sign-off and our riddle instead. Now I'm the riddle master. Okay. Which month of the year has 28 days? Which month of the year has 28 days? That is our riddle today. All right. Well, this is lovely as always. Thank you, Ms. Fitz. Absolutely. Listeners, I hope that you enjoyed the podcast today. We missed you over the weekend and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye-bye. Have a great one. Bye.